This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. Pastor Troy here on the doc.org every Tuesday and Thursday. We're dropping broadcasts out and we're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. We're going to be in a part three. We're in a walkaway series right here today. It's going to be good. So get on one of our platforms and watch us. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. That's a lot of place to watch us, but go to YouTube first, Spotify and iTunes. Love to have you there. And get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter and be a part of our social media crew. And when you find us, make sure you hit subscribe, like, notify, tell other people about it. Be contagious for Jesus all about it. Love to have you as a partner. There's four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. Go to our Patreon site, check those out. We would love to promote you. Hey, we ate some Asian bistro food during this break. We had, we sh we're shooting three tonight. And Walk, walk away series. We're all, if we all look like we're satisfied because <laughs> we're going to go to sleep soon because we ate. So Daniel at Asian Bistro took good care of us. Didn't he guys? Oh yeah. So good. yeah, he didn't even pay for this. I'm giving him a free plug. So Asian Bistro in Carville does a great job and uh, we're just going to have to try to stay awake. I've got some hot tea here. We'll get it done. The Lord will wake us up. Are you ready, Ben? Mm. Wake up, Ben. Wake up. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> go to on the doc.org. <laughs> find out more about us, find out links and all that. And more on that, pray for us pray for us and go to email info at on the doc.org. You can email us any questions you have about what's going on. We are in a great series here. I got my buddy in the room here. Ben, Ben is still with us. Ben, how was your dinner? Uh, I've got sweet, sweet honey, crispy chicken on my lips. Oh, man, <laughs> I had that, that, that pecan honey shrimp, some <laughs> shrimps. Mm. Preach. Uh, I had it. it was all good. Tell me all more. Good stuff, ben. Got Ben with us in there. And Lucas in here. Lucas has no microphone today, but he does have a camera. We're getting him a microphone. He has a microphone occasionally, but we're going to give him a permanent microphone. Ben, Lucas, did you get enough to eat? Yeah. You're going to have leftovers this week. We're leaving tomorrow. So as we go to Chicago, you eat the leftovers. I'm not mad about it. You're not mad about it at all. <laughs> Mother Beth took good care of us. She's not in the room anymore. She already went to sleep. So <laughs> maybe she'll phone in a question. She is one of our co-hosts tonight, but I don't see her. <laughs> It's a good chance to talk about her. We'll talk about her in just a little bit here. She should have been here. We're in a series called Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois on the Doc Season 2 Super Series. Super. And we're featuring in this third part of this series, three-part sub-series, Jared Mitchell and his wife, Hillary Mitchell. Welcome again. Are you guys, did you guys you survive the first two and you had dinner with us? 
That's how you kept us for the third. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's our goal. We gave you just enough that you think we, well, gave, we gave you just enough food yeah. that you thought there's no way we can drive to North City without <laughs> resting a little bit. We got to recover. You got to recover a bit. You sleep know? in the church parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we have a six bedroom guest house over here. You guys can come on in. All I right. guess Noah though might be missing you though. Does Noah have family? Do you have family yes. here that you keep Noah with? Yeah, he's with his great aunt. Tonight. Well, we got multiple bedrooms over there. You can come in anytime. <laughs> We're going to have to do a vacation to Marion. Yeah, or you can <laughs> sleep in his van out in the parking lot. No problem. During our dinner break, during our dinner break, Ben admitted to actually having pulled in his van and slept in the Rhodes parking lot in which city? <laughs> North City. North City. He actually slept Man. in their parking lot. He is riffraff. I was looking that, at yes. the John Deere tractors uh, yep. and just dazing off. So we have we about have thirty minutes. We have Jared here and his, his lovely wife Hillary, uh, his worship partner. She hails from Destin, Florida. I love Destin. Yes, I love Destin. Look at that picture. That Man. picture, and she's that, that's Louisiana. I don't get tired now. of it. I don't get You're tired. You're at the restaurant. Okay, so so our family house would be to the right back here, where that big building is. It'd be to the right of that. Yep. Okay, so that would be back toward Golden Crowd. The back of her head's facing. If you shot over that Golden Crowds <laughs> over there, there's a Golden Corral. Our house. Across. I never knew there was a Golden Corral. <laughs> I think it's closed. Is it closed now? It used to be. It's a completely different. It's like oh, a Mexican okay. market. Okay. See, uh, the fact that she knows that, I know she's from Destin because she knows the old Golden Corral. <laughs> the Remax is right there. You go across the street. Yeah. Oh, you know, and then they got a beautiful family. Got a child, Noah. Got a little yeah. almost baby two. girl. Oh, almost two. And you got. He's got a sister. Like, like you're. Like, well, you you've got her. Well. I mean, Back up. I, try, I said this in the opening. My wife got so upset. See, see the thing where, where her hands are on her stomach? There's His sister's there. Yes. yes that 28, is 29 weeks at this time. So yep. do you have a name yet? Is that secret? Not, not yet. No, Man, no, that's okay. That's we're right. we're, we're gosh, bouncing around a few times. Gosh, Sarah produced a name like, like boom, there's a name. We had a name like. Well, with, yeah. with Noah, we had like a total God thing where we were like, what's the name? And then the pastor spoke. We went to another church and the pastor spoke the word on that Bible character. Oh. And, and it was like one of those things. So it's like, it's kind of like. Oh, Jared was set, weeping like a baby. Setting the bar high. So this child's so. going to come and go, what's my name? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind I of don't have a name. Zion's name, our daughter. Yeah. It's like yeah. listening to a sermon. And anyway. yeah. So we're waiting yeah. on a burning yeah. bush, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> really cool. My, my two boys are Joshua and Caleb. My wife was, so, she was 12 pounds when she gave birth to Joshua huge and but everybody th and back in those days you did like one early ultrasound and nobody could read it anyway you know you can't tell <laughs> yeah. what it is it's like it's like dots you know but but she was so big that people started saying i think she's gonna have twins so everybody was convinced my wife was she's huge she was gonna have twins so we were in the promise i was in the promised land on a trip and i got thinking my two favorite characters are joshua and caleb they gave the report if we have twins i'm gonna name them joshua and caleb it'd be different well he was one so we named him joshua and then years later, we had another son. We named him Caleb. So they're not twins, but that's where their names came from. So, yeah. you know, God kind of inspires mm -hmm, you in mm -hmm. that. So we'll just pray God gives you good yes. inspiration. These yes. guys hail out of the Rhodes Church. I'd like to tell you they're from one spot, but they're a very confused church. They <laughs> they don't even know where they're meeting. They meet in so many places that they're, they're meeting and they're coming and they're going and, and then they're meeting each other again. Now, right. now the, the Rhodes Church, you meet where? In North City. North City. Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. And now? Carlinville. You're hearing this right now. It's on the dock exclusive. They're in Carlinville. That's right. We moved, moved up north. 1030 all the times, all the churches. They've also got an 830 service at, at North City. Yeah. Check those out. They have an E-Family Church. You can go look at it online. Say you're a foreigner, you're far away, and you need to look at it. You can go look at it there. But if you're in the neighborhood, go to the church and connect with Christ and the people there. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. The roads.church is their church. Your pastors are uh, Chad and Don Everett. 
good pastors. Yes. I've said nothing yep. but good things. I try to get them to say bad things about them. They won't. Other than that, then Chad, you won't let, let her preach more. That's right. So, so uh, Don, you have an open invitation. You can, you can come speak here. We love we love to have you. Uh, you guys got sound like a lot of great stuff going on. Let's get into these last few questions we have in this walk away series. I'm going to make tough ones for you here. What's the what's the biggest challenge you have as a worship team leading the church week to week? Is is the challenge in music prep, music planning, music choice? You know, separating when your your bass guitar player wants to be at war with your keyboard player. Maybe separating a personal dispute. Uh, is it is your biggest problem music selection of music? Getting your pastor to give you time to play. What what are you what's your what's your biggest weekly challenge for you uh, of getting things ready? Get, getting the lights programmed. I don't know. Hmm. What what's that thing each week that you go, man? This is going to be a tough one again. Um, man, that's a hard one. Um. Everybody has their thing. Yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. selection. It could be. I just want to hear what, you, what what your challenge is week to week. Uh, I think my challenge is probably keeping everybody connected, um, and so in community. I think with our additional locations and rotating teams, and just you know wanting everyone to be present and to be engaging community. And so for Cause me, because you, you come from three community, you're one church three communities mm -hmm. then you got you got different identities and worshiping i, I can mm -hmm. see that being right. a challenge mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so that's a huge challenge that uh you a know multi-campus multi-site church that's yeah. going to be a challenge for you to face it yep so you know, yeah. how, how do you how do you bring that team do you, do you ever get your whole team together uh do, do you do it live do you do it by zoom how, how are you how, how you how do you pull everybody together Really, we've we've tried to just you know first create you know community with each campus, mm -hmm. um, and then you know have periodic um, gatherings where we bring everybody together. But uh, it's still just a challenge because the Mount Carmel campus is about an hour from Norris City, um, so and we ha don't have a worship team in place in Carlinville yet, so we haven't. That's an additional three so hours. So somebody's distance. you're rotating teams over to cover them right now in the early stages. They're streaming worship. They're streaming from your North City. From North City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, you yeah. stream your entire service, and then the other service may pick up just the message part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. So that's that's what I've been you know just asking the Lord to help me with, just continuing to build the community because it's that connection that will also create the the next step, the next yeah. place that you can go. Yeah. And right. that's going to be that's your vital line is staying connected to the vine of the vision here. Right. right? right. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that makes perfectly good sense that's a that's not a problem that every other pastor that's been with us has faced because we, we've not had multi-site multi-worship campus <clears throat> we've had people with have more one service but but really unique vision that you guys have that creates a new challenge it's not something you have to yeah. deal with each week no but i mean i would say even just developing i can't imagine with three campuses because for me just developing community at one church is, is a challenge enough. right yes. right and right, we right. have like an eighth the people that you do you know what i mean yeah. so yeah are, yeah. You've been, you've been, you, you how long have you been leading worship since, since 19 or three years? Uh, I've been leading worship at this campus or at this uh, church for three years. But you've been, bo both of you guys have been around worship your whole life. So, Absolutely. So I want to, I want to jump back. You're old enough now. I see you're 20, 27, 28, 29, 29, 29. 29. <laughs> okay. Jump back 10 years, 19. Tell me how you've seen worship change in these last 10 years. What what are some principles you've seen or some things you've seen, movements you've seen, where you've seen it. it, it th we did it this way then, and now this is much more different today. Is there is an area you could talk about like that? What, what have you seen the movement of worship? Um, well, with our generation and even the, the younger generation, <clears throat> 
we they're just they're hungry for something that's real and raw organic yeah uh, organic, I if you will. I would say the exact same thing. Um, yeah, we've, we came in on the tail end of a very, more of a performance-driven, hey, you know, CCM, Christian music, you know, um, time, where, which was great and, and powerful, but now we're in, this, we're in this stage where people are tired of the facade, they're tired of, of anything that seems fake that they can't, they can't really grasp. And so um, even hitting on something we were talking about in the last episode, you know, we have a challenge because we, we have to be consistent leaders and we have to be vulnerable and real and transparent because peop- these younger peop- these younger kids and, and even in our generation, they are seeing straight through. Yeah. And, um, and they, they don't want anything that looks fake or, or polished and perfect. They want something real, vulnerable, something they can connect with. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> this this generation they see straight through. That mm-hmm. that that may be I mean, we've had good stuff here and Jared, I'm not just discounting anything you said. But of all <laughs> no. no, no, no. Gonna, no, but I I think that I mean we've had I mean we've had great stuff in this series. I mean we've we've got ten different worship leaders. I mean everybody's been brilliant. But the connect the, this generation that sees straight through the facade, they see straight through the performance they see yeah. they're looking for the real you said raw organic i think that is so true right now 100 percent. and i think the reason the church is suffering so bad today is 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 so much was performance based mm-hmm. or so much was social club orientated and so you know they, they don't want to be a part of a club they want to be something yeah. a part of something that's, that's happening mm-hmm. you know and the problem is then you've got you've got some churches today they're extremely successful in the show and it's still the greatest performance on earth. And I'm not knocking that. That may be the thing. That may be yeah. the thing that hooks people in. And then they look for the next level. But but I, I do think that's starting to run its course. Mm-hmm. And I have found, let me just be honest with you. I'm finding in our region, the churches that are running high performance type programs, they are getting, they're large. They're getting larger. But what they're doing is, every, in town, the Methodist church is closing or the Baptist church is closing all these churches that have lost almost everybody, a lot of those older people, more mature, I'm saying mature Christians, but it's not mature, but a lot of the more formed Christians have gone on to that church, even though maybe it's, say it's independent, it still feels systematically like it's an old, older uh-huh. school church, uh-huh. and it's become very attractive to people that are there to get their thing on, like mm-hmm. you talked about in episode right. one, and, and those churches are happening. They, 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 they're, they're still happening. But there's so many churches that are disappearing, and then you've got a handful of churches that have this raw, unadulterated biblical view of wanting to be unadulterated, sold out to Jesus Christ, and it is just counter to today, mm-hmm. counter to living in the United States, counter to living mm-hmm. in the, yep. to Illinois. Yeah. We're, we're like the antichrist state, you know. You know, right. our, to be a Christian in our school districts, even though we're in Southern Illinois, right. Marians, we got we got students in Marion that. Listen, the biggest debate in Marion right now is whether several of the kids can have a kitty litter box in the bathroom because they identify as kitties. Oh. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Mm. It's one in here. There's here and it's happening and Marion. Their debate at the DeBoer level is can they have a kitty litter box in the bathroom? I'm saying no problem. You can have a kitty litter box, but mm-hmm. just like my house, it's in the living room where everybody can watch. That'll cut that mm. down. <laughs> <sighs> You know what I mean? Our kitty litter box. The kitties don't have their private bathroom. It's like right there. They're like, oh, hey. You know? So, but, but I mean, we have another person that identifies as a umbrella. 
We have, you know, yeah. we're in Southern Illinois. We're, we're like almost to Memphis, like God fearing Bible believing. And, and we're now, to, this stuff has migrated everywhere. You know, the concept of being woke and, or, or at least going back to sleep for Jesus, you know, is, but we have so many, but, but we have, a, but, but, but we have fallen asleep. And yeah. I think young people today are looking for something real, yeah. radical, raw, yeah. organic. They want to see. Authentic. The book of Acts happening. Yep, yep, yep. They want to see healing and they want to be able to see deliverance. Yep. I mean, they want to read the Bible, but then they want to see it. Does it, it's working, you know? Yeah. And I just think there's so much of the church that doesn't work in the program. You can't get that in the schedule. You know, the the the, the minute by minute click track won't work. Mm -hmm. So you gotta you gotta be free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying that this generation they see straight through. Mm -hmm. I think it's very true. Mm -hmm. The problem with the generation is they're getting frustrated because they don't see anything we're stopping. And then we get mad and they, they, they don't have any attention span. And maybe right. they look at it so quick that, that they see it's not worth it. You know, I, my wife was always amazed when we used to shop. We don't shop anymore. We're too old for that. We just buy it on Amazon. Yep. But I, I can walk through a department store and go like that, that, and that. And she'll go over and get that dress. And she said, I had the ability to walk through an aisle and I could pick a dress out for her from a distance, you know, really quick. I've got an eye for colors and stuff like that. And I think people today have a good eye for what's real raw, mm -hmm. organic. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't take them long to be turned off or to be turned on. And I think, I think they sift through the facade pretty quick. I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And not every church, but I, I think unfortunately the world has offered them a, a place and environment to feel maybe something that's real, Accepting. but it is not, it's not real. I think, I think they, I think a lot of our young people are getting bought into things that aren't because it looks thrilling and it looks exciting mm -hmm. at the moment, but it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit like the, it's like the enemy saying, Hey, try the fruit. The fruit's good. It's yeah. free. Yeah. It'll make you, I, I, I think that's the, the danger of the, of the young movement today is that they can get swindled. But I think yes. the one thing is they're not getting swindled by is the old church. The old church has just dropped it. And so we're going to need fresh churches like the roads to get out there and offer yeah. a fresh approach to helping people experience Christ. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great, great answer. Um, what is the biggest change? Okay. When, when COVID came and we're now post COVID. Praise God. You know, we, yeah, praise God. Well, no, COVID, <laughs> COVID made us change some things. It, we looked at worship differently. It, it changed, you know, we, we had a, uh, audio stream of the servers fine. I think we had just started running a little bit of a video stream, but it was like one in the back and it looked like a ping pong show. Bing. Yep. You could just kind of see me nice. walk from one side to the other and you could see there's five people on the platform singing, but you could maybe think that's Ben, you know, but it's all far view. And, and our purpose of that camera was, we know people are gonna be gone. We want them to have a way to stay connected. Yep. But the, and they already know who those people are. They kind of know. Well, they know that's Ben. You know, because <laughs> right. that's what you know. What I'm saying. So they didn't need. The, but when 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 everybody got disconnected, we went to multi cameras and live approach, and we they follow me and they follow the worship team and they play up close on the guitar, and people can feel like they're connected. And so we changed our whole video approach to putting people that are watching a TV almost as close as they could be to be there without really being there. And it doesn't substitute, but it was a better. Mm. And, and you know, when we got done with COVID, one of my leaders that's no longer here, no longer a leader, asked the question, we're we gonna cut all that off. I said, we can't cut all that off. People got used to that. And we got certain people that when they're homesick and that now expect that. Right. Yeah. So there's no going back, no. but there will be things going forward. So yeah. we, one thing is we've picked up people 
we got people following us from our Thai churches, from our Liberian churches. Yeah, yeah. We have people from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I have people that follow me that can't get to churches now. So we, there's some benefits. What have you seen? What's the biggest change you saw post-COVID? Maybe it could be good, it could be bad. What has what something you've seen develop that maybe COVID helped us? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or, or maybe maybe it's not good. What have you seen different in worship post-COVID? you have anything? I realize we're not completely <laughs> post-COVID yet. But. Right, yeah. I mean, the Lord really prepared us in a way, um, which was just a cool story about because Lucas actually helped install a new um, audio system, and then we installed a bunch of new cameras and things two months before COVID hit. Wow. Nice. And so I mean, obviously did not know. And because we have the one camera as well. So when COVID hit, it's like the Lord had. We, we had the one us. camera and we went to the multi cameras like the week before. Yeah. Because I had heard as a disaster person for the Heron House Hope, mm-hmm. I had heard things might happen. Mm-hmm. Nothing had been announced. And we literally spent thousands of dollars here without my elders. I just did it. I spent. Yep. 20 grand just boom and yep. said i told him the meeting the thursday before things hit i spent 20 grand and we have a kind of a five thousand dollar rule i can spend five and not say a word you know you know what i mean right. i'm i'm the senior pastor i've been a senior pastor for 30 years you know they trust me you know but i, I said guys i had to tell you i spent 20 grand this week and i said yeah let me show you and so i showed them what we bought and then i went to all the sites because they that day they had announced we were going to be closing on mm. saturday or monday and I went on the sites and said, all these places that had stuff, they were all, I showed them camera by camera, component by component. They were at zero, 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 zero. Because everybody else had bought, there was nothing. I was watching it when I was, I was sitting online on Wednesday, like camera, three, two, I just hit punch. You know, you know, I just started buying stuff and I didn't even talk to Lucas on some of it. I just got cables and cords, you know? I hope he can work with these, you know? Yeah, and then- I was, I was on a gig with Chris and, and he just texted me one day. He was like, hey, I just spent 10 grand on new gear. I need you to figure out how to yeah, did you? Because I was literally watching the numbers uh, on like yeah, whether yeah. it was on Amazon or whether it was on uh, what was the one we used B and H. I was watching yeah. the inventory just disappear mm. zero zero zero. So I just spent money, and so the elders like, well, okay, you know, it was the best yeah. decision we ever made because we actually increased our income giving by thirty thousand over our planned budget in the wow. first year and 15 more the next year, you know, and we kept our people fully connected. Yep. We would have never done that. And everybody that right. didn't get the equipment couldn't find nothing the next right. week. Yep. So God, you know, yes. yep. God he, blessed us. Yeah. And he's, and he's expanded. I mean, the Carlinville campus was birthed out of our, our E-Roads family. Really? Birthed. Yes. Yeah. So that wouldn't even been, so COVID really, that drive of that in the E-Road mm-hmm. made that possible. Yep. The campus pastors that are there, BJ and Ashley Vineyard, uh, started watching online, and then the Lord laid on their heart that they need to start the Rhodes Carlinville, and they got in contact with our pastor, and then it evolved. It's we we we're doing days. some scholarships for some of the kids in our church, mm-hmm. and to put them in different schools. And we've got people that are in our Michigan, they're virtual through the Upper Peninsula, mm-hmm. Michigan. They're too far out from any church, so they're people from a church in my past. They started getting on with us during COVID because they had no place to go, and they're yeah. deeply involved. They even come when they come through on vacation. They are sponsoring scholarship kids. They have sponsored vehicles. They they, wow. they have done so much to bless God. So, had we not done some things, God has brought some people in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. what? So 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 you you got a whole e campus. Any other things you've seen change a little bit through COVID? I think re- I think I think relationships have suffered huge. Um, I, I agree. Relationships. So I think we're still. We're still rebuilding. It's like two dimensional, like three D was lost. We're back in two D. Yeah, it's just starting from scratch again. We've we've totally scrapped like and started building from the bottom. What does groups look like, and what does building community look like? See, we stopped our groups, and I I don't know how to get back in them. 
Yeah. Nobody really yeah. wants, no, I don't mean this in a bad way. People just don't want to jump back in the old group. No. So they like the teaching. We've, we're doing interactive teaching on Wednesday night where they can, they're in tables. It feels groupy, but it's in a room. But our online, be honest with you, our online listeners ask as many questions as are in the room people. Because mm. we let them actively yeah. ask questions That's through good. text. So it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. it's a much different mm-hmm. culture. Um, how has video streaming uh, changed your worship dynamic? Moving to a video stream, how, how's that changed how you have to think about the service and produce the service? And you're no longer just ping pong. Mm-hmm. They're actually there. Right. Does, does that make you think a little different or oh, build, yeah. build a little different? Yeah. And it, I believe you mentioned it earlier in an episode, but um, having those services for the th- two and a half months where there was no one yeah. in, the, in, the, in the seats. We had three to 19 people in the room. 19 when, we yeah. th- when, when things were good. When we all got COVID in the room, we only had three of us with COVID. Wow. We were, became a COVID-only sanctuary. We just produced it because we were all COVID good. We thought, well, right. we can't. I called the health department guy. I said, there's three of us with COVID. Is there a reason we can't go in there and produce the service? He says, well, you're all quarantined. And you can be quarantined together. Yeah. So so we did the other way. Yeah. yeah. But we just, we, we almost were trained in that in that season to, hey, I'm going to look at the, the camera. I'm going to make eye contact and really engage. It's as a person. Camera the camera became a person. You don't know yeah. how many people are behind that lens that are watching. You do. That are listening. So through even now, you know, I find myself in the worship set. I'm not just leading the people in the room. I'm, I'm giving a word and I'm saying, hey, e- even if you're online, you know, this it may be. It feels awkward maybe to the people in the room. It didn't to me because of COVID. I got used to it. Right, but right. when we started our service, we launched our service with me in the center, just welcoming everybody, mm-hmm. including our, our people at home right. and orientating everybody before we start. Right. Yep. And and I, I usually end the service, I see you guys out back here and you guys will see you next service. Yep. Reach out to us. And yeah. through the service, we have people interacting live mm-hmm. on four platforms. I literally get shout outs. We have one spiritual greeter in the back rotating and they're watching all those. So you may see them get up and go to the prayer room. I'll see them Mm. go sign somebody up for something and I'll know they've asked for a prayer and they'll say, I'm going to the intercessors now, you know? So So it's almost like that person, the 12th man, let's call the virtual campus that you call the e-campus. It's like they're in the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now it's not the same as being there. Let's agree. But we never would have engaged the camera like we do and engage the online audience if we hadn't do you think only the, it, it, the it rehearsed us you time. think i think it trained us it yeah. gave us a chance yeah i think, think bigger because lucas installed yeah. all our system literally the week before everything shut down beyond ping pong but it really gave him a chance to work with a team almost for a year producing yeah. those kind of services and i think it put us had we had to do it while the other was happening we'd incrementally done it we'd still be looking bad we got good instantly. We got good with bottoms and one thirds and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it forced us to go like age ourselves. We got experience quick. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at that. I don't think that'll ever hurt us. It'll, no. Cause I do think this, while we want to be raw and organic and all that, we still want to be professional. We want yep. to still do it as unto the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being connected. I don't think there's anything wrong with connecting to the person that's watching. Cause I know what's happening to the people that are watching. They're telling us in our church, what's going yeah. on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're sponsoring scholarships. They're, they're, they're faithful givers. You know, they're there. I mean, ever they're, they're giving testimony and I just really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's still not the same as being there, but some of our people that are online cannot be here. Right. Right. So in the old days, they would have been a shut in highly disconnected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's even sadder. Yeah. So th- the good yeah. part is we can be better connected. I think the bad part is some people are using that as an alternative crutch. Exactly. That yeah. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think God's going to honor that in the long run for a healthy 3d relationship. Right. And we've had to call people back 
into being in church. And we've really just gotten strong with that. We've just, I mean, pastors started saying it from the platform. You need to be here. Yeah, I do too. When I run my thing, I'll say, hey, if you're away or you're sick, please use TV. But if not, you need to be here live. Yep. You know? And I think we don't have to apologize about that. Yeah, because Proverbs 27 says, iron sharpens iron. You can't yeah. do it if we're not here. Don't forsake the Love assembly. God. Love me. Don't forsake the, there, There's a lot yeah. of texts that the, the spirit is here. Yes. yes, it can reach through there. Yes, it can connect. But it can't unless there's somebody here. Right. Right. I mean, it's because other people are running the camera. Other people are doing stuff that you're getting blessed. You need to come be part of the blessing. And I think as the church, we we have to keep each other accountable for that, too, and inviting people to church. I I met a lady who she's like, oh, you're a pastor at the road. She's like, I've been watching online for 12 months. And she lived 10 minutes from the campus. And I yeah. said, you've never came to the campus? She goes, well, I just don't know anybody. And I don't. and so I invited her and she came the next Sunday. Oh, man. So it, we just have to keep inviting and keep, and, you know, and keeping each other. So now it's going to have yeah. to become more of an evangelism tool again for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more of an entry tool. Yeah. And yes, for somebody that's maybe convalescing, it becomes a mission tool. So I, I think we got to get away from it. It can be a first inviter. I, I think that'll be the challenge is migrating it back toward missions and evangelism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good work. I, got about two more good questions for you here. What, what are the biggest challenges you see coming? You you went 10 years back. And I thought you handled that well, uh, looking at the fact that people today want raw, real, you know, organic. Go 10 years ahead. Go between now and 10 years now. What do you think the next big move in worship will be. Where, where do you think we're going to have to go to stay with what the God, what, what the Lord wants to do here? Where, where do you see the roads evolving? If you were saying a year, two, three years from now, what would be the desire of your heart to see a movement toward? You're dreaming now, <laughs> dreaming dreams of the kingdom. What do you see the challenge we have to stay ahead of it, to stay connected? Mm. The challenge. It could be a it can be equipment. It can be technology. Raw, it can be... organic, and vegan. And vegan. <laughs> I mean, what, there's got to be some challenges you're thinking about. We're going to have to do this better. We're going to have to. We're going to have to be better at this or that. Or, or, or I'm going to have. You know, this. I, I think we're going to have to get people reconnected in a 3D way. Really, there. I think that's going to be a big challenge, honestly. Or, or worship's going to get flat eventually, and the pool's going. We're going to all become performers on TV, like the late night show. I think. W- we're gonna. We have to be sold out for Jesus. That's that's what really, you know, because because of being able to see through the the facade, and because of the challenges that we face in our society, that we're gonna be sucked into the society and the culture of the world mm-hmm. if we are not sold out for Jesus. So I think in this season that the Lord has uh, has been, you know, it's it's kind of been a separation of the wheat from the chaff. And some people have left the church because their foundation wasn't truly Jesus. I, I, I totally agree. My, the word the Lord gives me every, every time I get in the Lord is stay rooted and anchored. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're saying sold out and, and, and that's there being connected. I just hear rooted and anchored because mm-hmm. every wave is hitting, every storm is hitting churches are caving on this and that. And this church is now supporting, you know, gay marriage or this church now is, is they're upset. I, I had three different colleagues tell me why they couldn't speak about, I was doing Jubilee of Life Sunday two weeks ago for the Roe v. Wade decision. And I'm dating this now back into this the July. And I had three pastors tell me, one specifically, just with tears, said, I would really like to do that kind of celebration in my church, but I've been told it'd be too controversial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To celebrate that that life, it would be too controversial because there's people on both sides of it. They go to our church, they're gonna be mad at each other. 
And I thought, man, there's no argument you can make in the Bible that God would support the killing of innocent. Right. Why, why are you having to hide that? Well, people get unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and yeah. I, I, another pastor said, I left, he let, we just left ministry because he was frustrated that he couldn't do it. So he decided I'll just quit. So that's his solution. And the third one was like, well, I do that, but I'm just scared of what would happen. So one's in tears about it. One's scared, you know, and, and, and the one that, the one that said, well, I, I'd like to do it, gave a little mention at the end, but did it so succinct that said nobody heard it. They were going out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of churches today that are scared to be the people of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's going to be part of the future is, are we really going to be sold out? Are we going to really be rooted and anchored? Is the word of God real? Yeah. And we have to be unapologetically standing on the word of God yeah. and for, and operating in a kingdom <clears throat> culture Yeah. because our pa- pastor Chad was sharing this Sunday that we as believers, we're not operating by man's culture by this culture and the, the politics of today we are we're operating in a different realm altogether and so we can't back down i think there's wisdom in mm-hmm. knowing when to speak and how right. but man when it comes and to I the think, word of god and i think there's grace i think we need yes. to be grace filled we need to understand that you know sin is sin and we we, we want right. to make certain sins worse than others i mean all of sin and fell short of the glory of god we've all been there by the grace of god we got, we, we need to be merciful we need to be grace filled we need to be loving uh, we need to be I, Jesus. We need to be Jesus. <laughs> I, we need to be calling people to the rock because in a storm, a lighthouse gets people out of the out of the danger. Yeah. yeah. How are people going to get saved if they don't know where to go? And if no church is holding the foundation of Jesus Christ is precious, people will be lost. You know. And well, and and something that Pastor was talking about is that you know the church is being backed into a corner and say, okay, you can have your Jesus stuff, but keep it in the church. Yeah, keep it on Sunday. Keep for, it in God, mm-hmm. but. What Jesus said, he prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when his kingdom comes to earth, it doesn't just come to the church. His kingdom comes to the earth, and Jesus is the Lord of all. He's the ruler of all. So yeah. he's, he is the ruler of government. He's the ruler of schools. He's the ruler of the economy. He's the Lord of all. So we make him Lord of all. We don't just make him Lord of our Sunday morning. Right. We make him Lord of all, and that's going to affect every inch and in space of our life. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was telling some other day, I said, you know, in my old man self, there's a lot of things in the flesh that I really would like to do. There's a lot of people I just like to punch into oblivion most days. You know, there's just, I, I, I was a, before Christ, I was a bouncer and I was, I, I was a rough kind of guy. I was an Italian boy. You know, somebody says something wrong, two or three of us, we, we, we gang up on them. Break you know? your legs. Break your legs, you know? But there's a lot of things that, you know, if in my natural man, if somebody come up and tell me I preach, I was terrible, I'd probably slap them into oblivion. But in Christ, I died to myself mm-hmm. and I took right. on We're new dead. fruits and a new spirit. And I began to realize that loving God meant loving them. And I I can do it authentically because he loved me out of it. You know, authentically I can. But if if I just Katie barred the door, I can go back and live Mad Max. I can live in in a zombie world. I mean, I I, I mean, I'll survive. I'm one of those kind of guys, but, but I I don't think that's what God wants. I want God, God wants me to thrive. And he wants those, he wants me to be a a commissioned partner. And so I, I think, if I just let people say, well, it's, well, it's my body. It's my life. Can I love who I want to love? Can I do to my body what I want to do? I say, you can, you've given, given free will, mm-hmm. but giving yourself to Christ means laying down that. Right. 
lay down the cross, lay down your life and, and, and give to him. It means it's not my body anymore. It's not my life. And, and maybe my carnal desire is this relationship or that relationship, but I've chosen Christ over all those things. And that Paul said, I've died to myself. Yeah. We're dead. It's, and, and what people are looking to do today is, is that a real relationship you got? Is that a raw relationship? Is that organic? And if they can see that you really believe that, I think they're interested in it. But most people <clears throat> buckle. I think once again, just at the end of the day, it comes back to, are we seeking the approval of man or are we seeking right. first the kingdom? But most people yeah. buckle. Most people buckle because they go, well, I really believe this. And then somebody looks at them and goes, well, really? Well, and they think, go, well, I think you can do what you want. You know, it's your body. You know, you cave and you go, what you need to go is, yeah, I believe that. But in Christ, I've decided to serve him. And his word says, that's for me and my house. We're going to do this. Yeah. You know, right. I, and they see you really denying yourself. And they realize you have the same struggle they do. But you've decided a life of Christ is greater. Seek first the kingdom of God and yeah. his righteousness. Then all these things come. So it, all of us end up having to deny the old man. You know, and, and that's the battle. And, and it's said, been the battle. And, he's, and, and Paul said, I die daily. So I die daily. I die daily. There, it's not that I, I, I still want, there's some people I just like to punch into oblivion. They cut you off and I'm thinking, the old man would go get you. The new man says, Lord bless you. You know, maybe they're late for something. Maybe they've got a crisis in their life. You know, God forbid something's happened. I've been going someplace when something bad's happened at home and I need to get there. So now I've learned to pray for them. God, they must be in such a hurry. Or, or I, you know, take on a different perspective. Life doesn't have to be lived selfishly for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, something we've been in leading people in the way of uh, and been encouraging our leaders to is we have to make sure that our teams are connected to Jesus. Yeah. Because first and foremost, he's the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. So we have the body of Christ and we have the head. Jesus is the head of the church. Just being connected to the body is not enough is not enough if you're not the club is not enough no no because and the, that's the yeah. real raw and that's where that comes and they can see through that it is a really a pulse beating from here to here yep. yeah because you can tell if it's just the body and not the head and the head is and if it's just mechanical and if it's from. just mechanical too right if it's just you know if it's just your lip service but you're not really living that they can see through the facade there yeah. as well and sometimes as leaders we've we've said oh that they're good because they come to church. And just because you live out your mm. faith today doesn't mean they're going to like it when they first see you. They may have to observe you a little while and see if that your brand works. Because there's a lot of skepticism out there. Because oh, yeah. how many things I get a day in my email that if you click on here, you won't get your account stolen. You, you click on here to find this. There's so much fraud out there today. You know, you, you got to be skeptical of things. So Christians today are going to have to be real. They're going to be patient. They're going to have to be, I think you said earlier, consistent. Mm -hmm. I, it, was, it was a really good word you used earlier. I don't know where I wrote it down at, but a consistent, vulnerable, and real, you said. And mm -hmm. I, I think... Yeah, I, I think it was like, like they're saying over the next 10 years, it's just going to be... I mean, narrow is the gate, fewer are those who find it, right? Yeah. And it's just- And gonna, I feel bad it's about gonna that. It's going to be harder and harder and harder, yeah. uh, just more challenging for Christians to truly be rooted and planted firmly. Yeah, and we've seen that here. We're seeing that other places. Because, I mean, there's yeah. going to be all these different doctrines. I mean, look how crazy it is now, all these crazy opinions and ideas that are running rampant, and it's going to be a lot harder as time goes You're on. You're going to have to be connected too. to Jesus and in his word yeah. and have a, 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 a thriving relationship with him. I think that's a key word. And we, yeah. Our churches have got to be Bible-based. Absolutely. Not, not, this is my theory, this yeah. is my theology. I totally it's agree. It's got to just go back and to And I Bible. have to tell you, I, I changed a lot of my preaching in the last 20, 30 years. I've always preached out of the Bible. I preach a little more topically younger. When I started in churches 30 years ago, like Highland, his church that he came out of, I was a lot more of a topical preacher. 
And I, I gave that up about five, six, seven years ago. I went to pure Bible. Mm. On Wednesday nights, I've been teaching through Matthew for a year and a half. Uh, right now, I'm in the book of Psalms. You know, I, I just came from that. I came from doing another book. I've gotten to where just letting the word, I mean, it's not that I don't get a theme in it. Right. It's just I'm letting the text work. You know, people need to get in love with what God said and what yeah. Jesus said and what these great men and women of God has said in the Bible and realize that what happened then, when you go read something like in the Old Testament, you go like, whether you read Corinthians or Galatians, or you say you go back and read, there was a prophet we did uh, just before that. I'm trying to think of the prophet we did right before that, the Old Testament prophet. And you, or maybe Nehemiah, you read these down and you go, we could be in that time right now. Mm -hmm. you, you begin to look mm -hmm. and realize that what the Bible dealt with is not that much different right. than what we're dealing with right Sodom now. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, Acts. And like, you know, yeah. we're in a hostile time to the church. You know, Christianity looked different 20 years ago. Right now, Christianity is not popular at all. Mm -hmm. So you could be the, the, the Christians that are causing problems in that community. You know, you can see where Paul was having trouble in Corneth, you know, with the locals. Like, you guys yeah. are kind of narrow-minded. You're monotheists. What's wrong with you guys? We got all these pagan, you know, Greco-Roman gods. And they were mad at him. You know, the whole deal about them not being able to sell enough silversmith idols. You know, we are facing that now. People see us as narrow-minded, intolerant. You know, well, the gate is narrow. The gate right? is narrow. I mean, and and, yeah. and now I have to say, sometimes that's because we're not passionate and loving enough in explaining why, mm -hmm. and not being real enough for people to see that what we're standing on is not sand, but really a rock, and it's a safe rock. So we need to let people see authenticness to see that you know it's not a fake thing, and it's not some sort of we're not trying to be neo Nazis. And the greatest strategy we will have in this next decade, it starts in the home. And that's what we were praying about last night with our church. It's, it's starting with the, the fathers and the mothers, knowing who they are, uniting, pouring into their children, and, and throughout the entire week, not waiting for the, the Sunday school teacher to pour into your children. Yeah, that's it's good. starting in our home, and yep. that's where we're and discipling the, our children, right. equipping them. That's the next revival. And, and you know yeah. that, you know that, that, that as we, we get close to wrapping this up, you know the biggest challenge we're going to have coming up for it is what do we do? How do we school our kids? Mm -hmm. Because yes. the, the public system is not going to work hardly any longer. Nope. There'll be a few small communities right. where you can still get away with it, very small. But even like, say, where we are right now, there's huge challenges in Marion, Carterville, Heron. Every day we're facing more and more. Mm -hmm. And parents are having to decide Christian school, homeschool. Yep. Our church is helping every family that needs to get a homeschool or Christian school. If they can't afford, we're standing alongside them and helping them with That's the difference. Awesome. Yeah, we're doing, last year we did like eight kids. We're going to do six to eight kids again this year. We're just helping. We're putting kids in school in Africa and Liberia right now. And we thought, heck, we're not going to send money over there and not take care of our own. So we're doing both yeah, yeah. by the grace of God. That's we good. spent last year almost $40,000 putting kids through school. Just just helping certain That's families awesome. do that. And But you know, here's the cool thing. Other families in our church stepped up and paid every dollar of that. Mm. We didn't do it by offering. We did it by asking people to step up. And, and people stepped up and wrote big checks and didn't cut yeah. their other giving either. People will stand behind each other when they see it's real. People want to. The older people have got their kids out. They can help. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're going to trust God. I think community being the church for real, right? it's going to feel more like the Axe Church. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we're going into an Axe season. Yeah. Now, okay, mm, as we yes. wrap up, I want to go out right on a on. very serious note. Very serious note. Oh, okay. It, 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 no, it's a very serious <laughs> you, note. You've got him figured out. <laughs> yeah, it's a very serious note. Very serious. Get ready for video, please. Get ready for okay. I, you guys, my favorite characters are oh Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> She's like from the Muppets. Do you know them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's my favorite guys. I'm gonna play this and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Here we go. I was wondering.
wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! <laughs> Love it. That's I know it didn't thing. move because we can't. We don't have the rights to make it move, so we did the audio with just the picture. Hey, we do. We got a lot. If you want to sponsor us, there's four ways to partner and three ways to sponsor. <laughs> then we can afford their royalties. We can bring in real. Yeah, we bring puppets. in. Real, yeah. Hey. But these guys have always been my favorite because they sit up in that booth and they just pick the show apart every time. Mm-hmm. I, I've been to Disney World. I've seen the guys in the role in there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, was just I love that. that. It's one of my favorite theaters. But as a worship leader, as a pastor, we. I don't care what our motives are or how much we want to worship God. We'll come in with the message that God's got on our heart. We, mm-hmm. we put the worship out. We put our song out. There is always going to be somebody week after week that comes up and says, you know, when are you going to learn how to really sing? You're off key. Or why is that same song every week? Or there's always, it yes. seems like there, there's just critics, whether the drums are too loud or the songs are that haze. That haze makes me <laughs> cough. He goes, the haze is water. It's CBD uh, infused. CBD infused. Uh, light, the lights flash too much. And a lot of times these are uh, on our prayer request. They're, in prayer, they're pray, yeah, yeah, on, on your prayer request. Songs too slow. Songs too fast. Songs too, you know, too long. Songs too short. I don't know the song. And your hair is terrible today. You know, you, you have those people that just pick on you. As a worship leader, how would you encourage other young worship leaders, other young pastors? How, how do you deal with those worship? How do you deal with Stotler and Waldorf in your church? You're going to have them. And I hate to tell you, church, listen, even if you take the two you have and you take them out back and you use a loving in Jesus name firing squad and you send them to meet the Lord, you will have two more the next week. There's just right. some, the Lord keeps some people there just to keep you humble. You know, somebody will rise up. You it's cast like one demon out. Yeah, and you yeah, don't another one. Spirit, how many but, come back? But but you got to. I think part of it is learning how to deal with that. How do you deal with the the critics? There, there's construct. We're not talking about people that are constructively helping you. Right. Like mm. and you go, oh, this is a really good idea. You know, they're they're, they're blessing you. But people that are just kind of taking you apart, piece by piece. You ever had one of those? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 How, how do you deal with the critics? You love them. That's good. That's what Jesus did. <laughs> you love them. And I'm not saying I've always. I always them. tell them. <laughs> I, I, I tell them. I tell them, thank God you're not dealing with the old man, Troy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You love them, but then you turn around and you and you take it to the Lord. You take yeah. what they say. And I get, look at what they're saying. Up. It'll eat you up. Sometimes yeah. the critic has some good points. Yeah. It's just they're so violent to you that you don't want to even, even if you knew it was a good idea, you go like, I can't do that. I'll just, you know, you know, but I do look at it and if there's a way I can improve, I'll try mm. to improve. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but I have found that there are people that are critical and they're just kind of there. And I've got to decide if I'm there for what I'm doing, what the Lord called me to do. And you're going to have to decide mm-hmm. whether you want to be here to receive what the Lord has. You know, I think it's different people look at it different ways. And I think just loving people too, it's one way to do it. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to, I have to have a hard talk with them. I said, I've just had enough of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As a senior pastor, if I, if I see it getting, if I see it getting like destructive to my staff, sure. I've, I've taken walks out back with them. We're going to have to take a walk, you know, because you're just pretty critical. You probably need to find a new place. I think, yeah, I think building the culture of honor in your church is so important. I don't let my staff, my staff, I do not talk. Lucas will tell you, I do not tolerate people taking on my staff. You know, they can be, they can talk to them about issues. I want them to go to them if they have problems first, but if they're just trying to be destructive, it's not, they're not going to win. Have you read that book? 
What is it? Culture of Honor? No. Well, I haven't either, but Lucas told me I should. I, I just, oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. A Culture of Honor. I, I who, think that's who a good is it that wrote that book? Danny Silk? Yeah. Oh, Danny right, Silk, yeah. Culture yeah, of Honor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's good. Building a culture of honor. I think listen to the critic, dealing with the critic, but sometimes you just got to go, that's your problem. I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. But you can get those people that are just piercing to you. And some people are, are trying to trying to bring you down to their level and yeah. and on, off the, the standard that maybe that you've set or that God set for you. And so, I mean, our, our pastor has been really great about, Hey, if there's somebody that's trying to question what God's called you to do, then you just have to let them go. They, we've had someone, we've had people leave the church because of, they wanted it to be this way. And it's like, no, God's told us this is the way we do it. And we, we have the biblical backing for that. And so at some people, you just got to let and, them go. And, too. and again, folks, we're not talking about somebody that's got, you know, Hey, I, I'm, I'm about ready to go to a stroke because of this light blinking right in my eyes. <laughs> you know, we've had that here yes. and it right. was just a, it was nicely said and we made an angle adjustment. And it was fine. Yeah. And I went over where they were saying, yeah, that got me too. You know, we're not talking about being critical of something that needs to be really repaired. Right. Something's not right. right. We're talking about people that have a destructive mentality to the spirit of yeah. the Lord and the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's a very good way to handle it and take away. And sometimes we got to just release people. You yeah. know, you, yes. there, there are six other churches you could help right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This one's not changing. So, but there are some things we need to change, but I, I do think it can become distractive. And I think young worship leaders need to know there will always be somebody out there doing that. Mm-hmm. There will mm-hmm. always be somebody trying to counter what you're doing. You have to decide, have you been called and, and take that authority and uh, surrender your fear of man, surrender the fear of yeah. man, fear the Lord and him. Only. And who Dude. are we leading in worship? We're leading ourselves before God. He's an audience of one. Yeah. Waldorf and Stoller, they're part of the team, but if they're being critical, they're not really part of the team. They've confused themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not the old man we worship. So yeah. uh, only only the oldest of ages, ancient of days, mm-hmm. is our leader. So I, oh, I, just, I, I always just want to bring that in because I think one way to end this is that all of us as worship leaders and pastors, you know, we want people to appreciate what we do and like what we do. And the devil has a way sometimes of bringing people in that can take our joy. And if you don't get a handle on that soon, they'll be there a long time for you. And it'll, it'll actually rob you from being able to worship God. So make sure you deal with that quick and, and early. Now, you guys are at the Rhodes Church. You guys have been incredible. So you're going to be worshiping this Sunday, 830 at North City, 1030 at all your campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, can we come watch you? Are you gone? Are you gone this next week? We'll be in uh, the Mount Carmel campus. So we, right. won't, we won't be online. But, but. but you, you're always someplace, someplace going on unless you're on vacation. Yes. Yep. At some point in time, you're going to get a little, a little maternity leave, right? I think I got two weeks with yeah, Noah. Yeah, two weeks. Then you're then you're back. And then you're back in. Yeah. You're you're back in. <laughs> and she and she led the week before the birth. And the week before. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Connecting people with Jesus from all roads of life. The Roads Church in North City, Mount Carmel, Carlinville coming there as well. Check out their E Roads Church too. That's a sampling, so you can get to one of the E-Roads. campuses live. And your roads at the walls of your heart. Yes. Go to <laughs> www.theroads.church. Check them out. They've got a great youth program called the Move. Got a kids church program called roads kids a journey with jesus that sounds fun check that all out it's been a pleasure to have you guys here hope it was a good experience for you guys come in and i hope you're awake enough now to get home with asian bistro upon your system go back to north city (laughs) we we, we appreciate you guys so much and uh ben thank you lucas thank you so much for being in the studio today mother beth Uh, indeed
Hey, join us at onthedoc.org, and we got more shows coming up. Check those out. You can also go back in our archives. Uh, you can find them online at COA. And I see, I almost gave our church one. Onthedoc.org. You go to that, and you find our archives, and you can go check out our past shows. And and you can go to email us if you got questions at info at onthedoc.org. You can find all our platforms there on the screen. Check out YouTube. That's our primary one, as well as iTunes and Spotify. And uh, those are great ones. We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, Telegram, Twitter, and get our platforms, our social media conversation. We'd love to hear you. We'll be putting up stuff about the road to church people will be able to find that in the links awesome. available on those programs donna takes care of that thank you donna and please hit subscribe like notify and share these comments with your other friends on your platforms help us go viral we want to go viral for jesus and we'd love to have you as a partner or a friend check that out at my patreon.site if you aren't on the east side of the town and able to go to north city or carlinville up north now or able to go to mount carmel we'd love to have you at community faith church 10 o'clock on sunday 6 30 on wednesdays find us at coftv.com or on our facebook or youtube rumble sermon net roku platforms we got all those platforms check those all out we'd love to have you again guys thank you so much for being out Ben, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you for the join. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Lucas. Come back and join us again. We'll have another great on the dock coming up next. We'll have much more in this Worship Leader of Southern Illinois series. Keep watching us and joining us at On the Dock with Pastor Troy. Take care.
Humble ourselves before you. 